listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome to episode 46 of Cinemental. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? I don't know. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Then why don't you kiss me like everybody else does? How about new? The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. I came here like this so you'll know my word of death is true. And that my word of life is then true. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast, and we can only hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making. My name is Stephen Hovicki, and as always, I'm here with my co-hosts, Hassan Godwin and Latham Conger III. Our special guest tonight, Deirdre Brooks, is back on the show tonight to celebrate our sort of unusual show format change for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, we're not looking at at, at two specific films, we are, uh, first of all, hi, Deirdre. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Are you happy to be here? I'm so happy. <laughs> hey, we're on episode 460? Yes. Fuck me. <laughs> so, uh, so we're not looking at two specific films tonight. So what we've done is we wanted to do something a little, a little special, a little different for, for the Thanksgiving, uh, for Thanksgiving. And originally we had thought we would approach, uh, possibly pick films that had, uh, a Thanksgiving theme or took place during Thanksgiving and it made an important part of the, of, of those films. Um, but once you get past planes, trains, and automobiles, uh, there aren't a whole lot that are easy to define as Thanksgiving films the way there are Christmas films, let's say. So we, 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 we worked on that idea for a, a couple weeks and then we all just kind of decided that this would be a better idea. So I found on the web a few months ago, a list, uh, something that people were doing at the beginning of the beginning of the pandemic, I should say. It was a 30 days, 30 films list. Uh, I don't know the origin of it. Uh, it drifted across my Twitter feed. Someone was doing it. Uh, there was a director, I believe it may have been Scott Derrickson, who is who is posting his his film choices each day. And I, I sort of caught on to it at the second to last day or so. And uh, I managed to track down the actual the actual list. I will post the list. Uh, if you're listening at the at the website cinementalpod.com so that anyone can go and look at it, uh, I will also post our uh, our own film choices uh, for each of the questions as well because uh, obviously there won't be any posters this week because we're talking going to be talking about as it turns out uh, 120 films, not just 30, unless we of course pick the same films. So what this list is is the list of they gave you a, a random list of, of subjects. So, for example, the very first question is, the first film you remember watching. What were we supposed to do for that one? Like, think of the first film we, we remember watching. Oh, never, well, never mind. I, well, al- I already blew no. it. I, I went with the last film I watched. I totally read that question wrong. 
Uh, I'm, a, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the, and that actually leads me into my point that I wanted to make before we delved into the list, because so many of these questions are really, really vague in their description that I sort of chose to define them a little, with a little bit more focus. And I'll, I'll talk about those kind of as we get to them. Um, I'm guessing you guys probably did something similar. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I you may have just taken them at face value. That's fine. Uh, I answered but, the question, basically. I answered the question! Um, but uh, first, I would like to go through suffering from consumption. And so this week, first of all, I would like to get out of the way that I, I, I took a trip down what I'm referring to as Hassan's honey hole. And I, I, I sat and watched an entire two-hour film made up of all the cutscenes from StarCraft II <laughs> and all of the expansions of the game. And they, they stuck them all. Somebody, somebody edited them out and stuck them all together and made a two-hour, uh, essentially, CGI film based in the StarCraft II universe. Uh, Come and on. <laughs> yeah, I get it, dude. I get <laughs> okay. it. If it. If it's something you're familiar with, I mean, and I played StarCraft II for a long time. And I'm like, I, so I understood the storyline and everything else. And I get it. I get it. And you, you've scratched the surface. If you actually go looking for almost any game, you could find the whole movie. Yeah, there. I'm, I'm not, I, I am not even going any further. Um, <laughs> so the reason I asked you, Latham, earlier, if you had pulled the trigger on getting Shudder yet, was uh, Shudder dropped a new movie this week. Uh, it may have been the end of last week. It's a new documentary on the exorcist and it all it is is basically a camera sitting in front of William Friedkin and all he does is just talk about making the exorcist and it's called leap of faith and it is unfucking believably good uh it is so much it's it's what prompted me to just tweet at him and ask him if he'd be interested in coming on the show this movie is there's just so much new information just him talking about making the exorcist that you've never gotten from any other documentary about the exorcist and cool. just in so much more insight and so much more, just him talking about just everything, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff he goes, I mean, it's only like an hour and 30 or 40 minutes long, That's but good. it, but it's, you know, it's just, it's really, really great. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I couldn't have been happier watching it. Okay. So uh, I watched a, a creepy Irish horror movie called don't leave home. Watched quite possibly one of the most bizarre it's not even a horror movie but it's on shutter lay so when you get it you can watch it okay it's called the baby and (laughs) and so when you read the little paragraph about it on on the channel listing on the guide they make it seem like it's literally going to break your brain because it's about this family who has this 20 something son who who just acts like a baby and they keep him in a giant playpen and he's just acts like a baby. And then there's this other woman who comes in, who's a social worker and she's trying to get him away from the family to get him, you know, for whatever purpose to, to get him away from them. And it just, it turns into this whole thing. Now there's some violence and some stuff in it, but I don't know that I would call it a horror movie. And then honestly, at the end of it, given the, given the subject matter, it was a lot more normal than I expected the way they had described it. But anyway, 
We watched a absolutely dreadful film called Final Exam. Okay. Uh, which was there were no exams in it. There were no exams in it, and and honestly, there were there, the kills that were in it were just fucking worthless. Then we watched uh, another horror movie called The Final Terror, which was from like nineteen eighty one or seventy seven or something like that. Amazing cast: uh, Daryl Hannah, Rachel wow. Rachel Ward, Joe Pantoliano, uh, Mark Metcalf. I was every every person in it was like someone I recognized from somewhere else. Saw Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone again, uh, and. Uh, Right. That's just because for for the the last I don't know eight eight or ten weeks uh, that's all they run on Sci Fi Channel. <laughs> I watched a uh, I watched a German horror film, uh, found footage horror film called Haunted Hospital, Heilstatten, on Amazon, which was which was wasn't bad. You know the found footage genre is kind of played out as far as I'm concerned in most cases. So it's, it's hard to do something new, but they had some good creepy stuff in it. Actually uh, a couple of different scenes that were, that were well done. Not the best ending, but okay. And then, and then we watched during the week, we, we watched uh, seasons two and three of alone. So, Oh yeah. Continuing on that road. So uh, Latham, what, what, what did you watch this week? Uh, I did not watch much. We continued with our little Fuller House uh, episode runs uh, that are entertaining me very... I, I don't like admitting it, but the show makes me laugh. So <laughs> keep saying it every week. So we watched that. Uh, I watched a bunch of forensic files, which were yeah. all good. And uh, other than that, we didn't... trying to think. We watched the second part of that documentary, uh, Mer- Murder, murder on Middle, Middle Beach. Middle Beach, yeah, which uh, is getting very interesting because they started talking about something I had not heard of called gift, gift tables or gift. It's a big pyramid scheme where people. Oh, what are they called? Gift tables? I'm not sure. Oh, I, I don't. They're, they're big. They're big out east. Uh, okay, it takes place in Connecticut, and <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. Everyone, a bunch of women get together. They all bring money to the table. Then the money gets collected. Then you have to bring two people the next week to bring money. And you can see how it's a pyramid scheme. And uh, that's starting to play into who may have killed her. And it's just, oh. it, uh, the documentary is interesting because, you know, the, it's the, the guy who's making it is the son of the person who was killed. So he's very biased. And he's not biased, but he's pointed with where he's going with the story. And they have really unique graphics and stuff. The producers did a really good job. So I, we're enjoying that. And nice. uh and that's that's all I've watched. We'll I've, to uh, check that out once it's all done. Yeah, I think it's. I thought it was four episodes. I might be wrong though, but it's. <laughs> uh, they're releasing it one one a week. So. Oh, I forgot. We started watching. Um, I know Hassan, you had mentioned that the about the uh, the show on HBO Max about uh, Nexium. Yeah, the Val. The Val. Yeah. So we started watching the one that's on Stars on Hulu called seduced and that's four episodes that's also about nexium focusing on india oxenberg uh catherine oxenberg's daughter what's next uh, uh a cult that was brought down recently oh, oh yeah the one yeah. with allison mack from strawville yeah. from smallville yeah. yeah yeah so she plays she plays a big part in uh in this one and we watched the first we watched the first two because i forgot 
that the one you were talking about was on HBO Max. So I want to go back and and is that is that on? I I think so. It's on. I have regular HBO and was on. It's still there. I have HBO via um, Amazon, so it's just it just oh, stays there. Oh, I have it. You know. Too. So, um, okay. so I All don't right. know if it's on, I'm sure it's on max because everything on HBO is on max. Exactly. So, all right, Hassan, what do you got? What did I watch? I watched, you know, I watched the Mandalorian mm-hmm. as, as we went, oh, uh, we watched we went over that. Forgot about that. And, uh, oh yeah, I watched, um, the Queen's Gambit on, uh, oh. on Netflix, which was really good. I, I didn't think, I didn't think I was going to get through it because I, I was about chess, you know, I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it was really, it was, it's really well done. Um, it's a sad story, but it's really well done. Not much else. I, I watched, um, I started watching the Leah, Leah Remini's, uh, oh, Scientology thing, and I watched all of that today. Like I'm, I ended up watching all three seasons today. There's not a lot to it, but I watched all it. How did you I, watch all three seasons in one day? That's like thirty some hours. No, it's not that long because they're not, they're not full. See, they're like, um. They're, they're 40 minutes. Yeah, but I, I think there's like six or seven episodes per season. No, I think there's more than a full, that. Well. You watched all the episodes in one day? Yeah, but I might not have started today. I might have started. Okay. Like, it, well, say, either. say maybe like four o'clock in the morning, like, or. or um, all right. All right. Either way. That's fine. Well, so yeah. so what, did you, what did you think? It's fucked up, you know? But, well, <laughs> yes. This, Yes, I, I, I didn't mean about the subject matter. I just thought about the, the show in well, general. Well, the first season is the first season is just Leah Remini and and uh, that other guy. Um, Mike. Yeah, Mike and how they escaped and you know blah blah blah. And then there's a couple of people that satellite people that they caught up with, and then they would go talk to them. Yeah, and they would be and they would tell their story. But the next season was a little more kind of intense, and you know, it was a, and a, a lot more theatric. Like they they had they. I guess the budget went up a little, so they could they yeah. did a lot more, like reenacting of certain things, and um, you know there was more dramatic lighting and you know dramatic. Well, their, their focus at, their focus in the second season was following the money. They wanted to know where the money was going. Yeah. So that that's why there's a lot more focus in the second season about the the infrastructure and all that kind of stuff with all the different people that they've come across just simply because their whole their whole goal was to point out how much money Scientology is actually sitting on as opposed to you know with with supposedly you know they like to claim they have millions of members worldwide and meanwhile yeah. on that show they're like they have like maybe 20 30,000 members yeah it's like they don't even have as many members as say the fucking Jehovah's Witnesses yeah, they said something like there's only like 200 in in all of Australia. There's only 250 yeah. or 100, 220 or something like that in all of Australia. Yeah, where they like, were claiming that there was like over 200,000. Yes, yeah, just in, just insanity. The 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 propaganda, the internal propaganda of Scientology is just is kind of stunning. Yes, it is and it isn't. I mean, once you get past like like. I remember I had a conversation with Scott about it. And like, when you get, when you get out of the details about uh, the mythology behind it, because if you compare it to like Christian mythology or whatever, it's, it's just Mormons or anybody else. Yeah. All of it is, all of it has a percentage of absurdity to it, but the difference is you can get up and leave a church, (laughs) you know, they're not going to follow you, you know? Right. Um, So the, the, you know, it's a very, so 
whether or not the, the mythology of Scientology has any kind of ridiculousness to it or it's more absurd than any other religion, <laughs> for the most part, most of the other major religions, you could take, or, take them or leave them. You know, right. right. Um, there's, it, there, there's still the same percentage of fanaticism attached to them, but it's not a it's not a captivity situation. You right. Know? Which is what defines so, it more as a cult than yeah. as a true religion. Right. Yeah, because if you just take it on the merits of their mythology, you can't really mock them if you if you believe in anything else, you know. It's not like, right. you know, they're worshiping banana people or something like that. It's not, you know, so. <laughs> Flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I know Deirdre's list is pretty much the same as my list because we live together and she pretty much watches most everything I do. So, okay. So let's jump into this list. Uh, 30, 30 days, 30 films. All we're going to do, but we're going to just go 30 films. Uh, we're going to do it in one day. Uh, hopefully you, uh, anyone listening who, who hasn't, who's listened to the show for any period of time, will get a, a, a better grasp on, uh, who we are through the films we choose. And, uh, you know, hopefully that'll, you know, keep you, keep you hanging around listening to the show. And, uh, you know, obviously we hope you like listening. So off we go. Uh, the first film you remember watching. So I took that as the first film that I remember seeing in a theater. That's, that's the way I defined it. You know, I, as I did I. So mine, as, as we've discussed before, mine was Jaws in 1975. Uh, that was my first theatrical memory, followed closely thereafter by The Food of the Gods. So, but uh, Jaws, Jaws, luckily enough, is my, is my first, because I remember standing in line, uh, line wrapping around the building of the movie theater in Carpentersville, and the old, uh, old two-screen theater that used to be in there. And uh, Latham, what's yours? Okay. Uh, well, not far from Carpentersville is the Catlow Theater in Barrington, Illinois, yep. and where I saw my first film, which was uh, Capricorn One. Oh, uh, in '78, I think. 78, okay, maybe '79. I I can't believe I can't remember which year it was, but uh, you know, there's no line or anything, and I'd never seen a movie in the theater, and I remember my parents took me and. Uh, uh, I remember I, I was very taken by the film because, uh, you know, some of it, I've never seen a movie before besides what, what I had seen on TV. And I remember the scene with the helicopters and it was very scary to me. And to this day, I remember it vividly. The black helicopters. Uh, as a very suspenseful film. I haven't watched it recently, but I did watch it since obviously a time in the theater. And I still enjoy that movie a lot. I think it's a, a original story and, uh, for the time, it must have seemed very original. Yeah, it does. It didn't fall apart much uh, in in the time frame that it, I mean. Obviously, it looks like a film that was shot in in the, when it was, but uh, it's still it it's a good it's a good solid actioner from from and the seventies. Great score too by uh, Jerry Goldsmith or James Horner. There you go, mm-hmm. uh, Hassan. First film, first uh, first film you remember watching? Uh, King Kong, nineteen seventy six. De Laurentiis, uh, Jeff Bridges. And um, Jessica Lange mm-hmm. and Charles Grodin, of all people. That's right. I saw that in the theater. That's right. Shouldn't uh, have, because it, <laughs> it messed me up pretty bad. But uh, yeah. was like a giant guy in a gorilla suit, and he falls off a building, and I cried. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was the start of a lot of things. And my mom had no had no idea what she was in for. So, that was, but that was my first movie. Uh, I think that I can recall. That was the first movie I recall seeing in the theater. Right. 
Right. I'm trying to think if I saw if I saw the '76 thing King Kong before I saw the original or not. I'm betting I would have seen the original. No, yeah, I, no, I, I probably would have saw 76 I, first. I probably would have seen the 76 first as well. And then I would have eventually seen the original. Uh, it's funny. The guy who directed King Kong, uh, John Gillerman, mm-hmm. also directed uh, Death on the Nile, The Towering Inferno. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another, another one I shouldn't have watched when I was a kid. Starring <laughs> yeah, <no> <laughs> scenes in that film. <laughs> uh, yeah. And eventually, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, in '84. So mm, yeah. things, things declined pretty steadily yeah, from oh, you know, from great down. <laughs> British director, interesting. I've never seen that King Kong. I've never seen that '76 King Kong. Oh, really? It's, it's no. got its charm. You've I seen, won't say you've it's seen good. the other. You've seen the other two, though, right? I've seen, seen the original and the Peter Jackson one. I just never saw that one. Okay. Oh wow! All right, uh, Deirdre. Um, my first memory of seeing a film in the theater was at the historical Lafayette in Suffern, New York, (laughs) home of the mighty Wurlitzer. That's right. (laughs) And it was this little, not that well-known movie, um, I think it was a re-release, though. It was called um, Star Wars. A New Hope. Never heard of it. <laughs> and I don't remember much, but I do remember my brother had a big bucket of popcorn that busted out, and there was popcorn everywhere. And that was <laughs> hilarious to me. <laughs> It's a little how old were you? Do you remember how old you were? No, it, it was definitely a re-release. So maybe like four, five, somewhere around there. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good memory. <laughs> right. I mean, and that that's the thing. It's like that probably would have been mine if not for the fact that I remember just the 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 things, the being around Jaws so specifically that, that they, I, was, I remember standing in line with my brother and my dad. You know, and that was like the thing waiting in line to see the movie. That was like a big thing at the time because people, you know, you never had to wait in lines to see movies before that. I mean, that was obviously the whole point. But yeah. um, so, question number two: a film oh, you liked? Thing, real quick, yeah, it was it was Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, for the soundtrack for uh, Capricorn One. Yeah, and for the- for that time, I would have guessed to him over Horner. Do you, Do you remember the score? Do you get either of you guys? Oh, no. Can I Can I perform it real quick? Oh please. Bum 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 that's all it was, but it was suspenseful and great. Movie came out in seventy seven too, by the way, so it competed against Star Wars at some point. So that's interesting No popcorn was dropped though. Oh not not as far as you're concerned. Yeah. So uh question number two a film you like that starts with the first letter of your first name. Mine, my choice is Sorcerer from 77 by William Friedkin. I love this movie. I love the film that it's, you know, I'm not a big fan of remakes in general, uh, but I really like the George Clouseau original Wages of Fear, the French film. Uh, but I absolutely love this remake. Uh, I saw this remake before I even knew Wages of Fear existed. 
Uh, I'm sure I didn't see this in the theater, but uh, probably on on cable or later after it was out, because I think I'm pretty sure it was rated R. Uh, But, I mean, obviously Roy Scheider was in it, and I was just like, I'm all about this. And it was, you know, the movie's filled with a bunch of other great, uh, you know, European and British actors who I would eventually go on to realize are awesome and seen them in a, a million other things as well. And uh, I, I, I absolutely love that film. It's, it hang the, the one sheet hangs on the hall, the hallway going downstairs in my house. I, that's how much I like this movie. Um, I, I never saw it. I don't think. I've oh, you never seen, you seen that one? No, I don't think oh, so. Wow, it's yeah. I, my review is a truly original film. More people need to see this, <laughs> including Hassan. And and ha- <laughs> and ha- but have you seen Wages of Fear? I've seen Wages of Fear. Yeah, I th- I think Sorcerer is better personally. It's it's a little different. They're a little different. The stories are diverge a little. Yes, but yeah, I uh, I wouldn't the disagree. Sorcerer is gritty as fuck. That's yeah, a, I, that's a great movie. That this that let final shot with him walking is just yep. amazing. Um, uh, Hassan? Uh, so this is not a movie you saw in the theater, right? This is just a favorite movie of yours with the same, same, same letter. letter. Yeah. Same yep. letter. Yep. Uh, Highlander. That was ah, mine. Excellent choice. And, uh, it, uh, uh, I don't even, oh man, when I see, it. I saw this with Raheem, um, but not in the theater. I was at his house and it came on HBO. Okay. And, uh, and we ended up watching it because I don't know why we were, we, there was nothing else to do. That's, 80, that's 86, out, right? Yes. Yeah. I think it was 87. I mean, 86. Well, you would, have seen, you, you would have seen it in 87, probably. Probably 87, 88. Yeah, because yeah. it was on 80. HBO. And um, I don't know. One, one member. No, that's not even a good memory. Um, but <laughs> but uh, we watched it. He didn't like it, but I thought it was, oh. I was like, wow, this, this is awesome. You know, like, you know, yeah, people- that, that's how it was for me, too. The for like literally from the first view, you're like, dude, this, this movie's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never let go of it. Never let go of the movie. And I've I've become I, I became a lifelong fan of uh, of Clancy Brown from this movie, you know, so. It's it's my other. I have two choices for this, but Highlander is probably the the pre the the more the more uh, uh, genuine one. Right. It's actually, yeah. Right. Uh, Deirdre. Oh. Um, I hope we're not counting the as a word. We're not. <laughs> so I'm going with the Departed. Oh. Oh, nice. A movie I've still yet to see. You haven't seen that? Nope. We well, saw that in the theater, didn't we? Probably. Hey? Probably. Yeah, you, me, and, and Phil, and, and a couple other people. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I remember see, I remember seeing that in the theater because I was sitting next to Phil, <laughs> and the first five minutes of it, like, uh, Jack Nicholson says the N-word, and I'm like, oh, here we go. We're <laughs> 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 saying that right to Phil, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Well, and it's funny too because I remember when they were when they started doing all the press for that movie, and I was like, "That's weird," because this sounds like this sounds like Infernal Affairs, which I actually had seen when I was in my watching of Japanese crime movies phase for a long period of time, and I'm like, "I'm God, this sounds really familiar." And it came, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, it's a remake of the Japanese film Infernal Affairs," and I'm like, "Oh, all right." So around that time. It was that, that was a strange time where they were me- remaking movies, but they weren't 
copping to the fact that the movies they were making were remakes. Right. Just like Gladiator. Gladiator is a remake. Um, so is, as you said, uh, Heat was a remake that they, that they kept hush hush. Remember that, that was well, our first episode, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, and you, sh- and you should, because <laughs> Heat to, to, that, that original one is a terror. Takedown is a, is a terrible. LA movie. Takedown. Uh, LA Takedown. But yeah, that was a weird time where they were just remaking films without really copping to the fact that they're yeah that 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 know, one's on that that one's on my Latham list of of films to of watch. So, Latham, what's your uh, what's your name film? Uh, well, I not only use the first letter, I use the first two letters, and I use them twice. And I went with La La Land. Haven't seen it, which okay. is one of my favorite uh, musicals of all time. And I didn't think I was going to like it. I didn't want to see it, and. Uh, you know, absolutely loved it from the opening sequence uh, where they dance on the freeway to uh, everything that happens in between and to the uh, the end where I, I don't think you're expecting it if you're not not ready for it. I, I really wow. enjoyed it. And uh, and uh, it's a very colorful movie and both leads are great. Yeah, I, I have not seen it. Hassan, have you seen it? Well, well worth watching. La La Land? No, I don't believe I have. Well, I've heard of it. I know it, but I, right. I haven't. Just a seen couple it. years ago, it's only two or a couple of years old. Yeah, so but one, I, I... no, I know. But I'm just saying. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So, uh, question number three: a film that has more than five words. Now, I took that as more than five words in the title, not just more than five words <laughs> in the film. Wow, that's a real good leap, Steve. Because, you know, there's very few films out there that you can go and have, you know, less than five words in the whole movie. One of them being, you know, uh, Caveman. Or no, I think there may have been, I think there may have been actually, I think there are 13 words. Oh my God, that was my favorite movie when I was a kid. Ringo Starr. Barbara Bach. That's right. Yeah, you got that. You got that. Shelley Long. Shelley Long of all people. Yep. So anyway, a film that has more than five words in the title. Uh, I is think it, that, now wait before you before you answer. Is it a film that we've seen or that we like with more than five words? Well, or that would be just, the idea. We're assuming you're seeing right. everything on this list, Asana. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it's you didn't not, just pick random very, movies. You said in the beginning of the show that the that the directions are not that clear. So Correct. I'm just all right. So I was just saying. All right. So like, let me let, not... let me let me before we go any further. Let me ask you: Are all the films on your list films that you've seen? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but right. but I just wanted to clarify: Is it like a favorite film, or is it you know? Okay. I mean, they didn't even challenge us with the number of words here. You know, if you said like seven or eight, then you'd be like, "Whoa, what movie have I seen with that many?" I mean, right. five's easy, you know. But yeah, whatever. We we answered the question. Yeah. So uh, I picked Master and Commander: The Far Side of the World. Nice, I, I like oh, that. That's nine words. Just, just I, recently reacquainted myself. Yes, with that movie. yes. I, I, <laughs> I, I, that's what made me think of it. Actually, was the was the fact that uh, you had brought it up recently, and I, I, uh, I it's it's something that's due a rewatch by me. So, uh, Deirdre. So oh, I chose Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, uh, the original. <laughs> yes, because okay. the remake was Willy I Wonka. Believe, Charlie and the Chocolate. Charlie and the Chocolate. Which ah. still would have still fit the parameters. So. Yes. I, I chose the original, though. Okay. Actually Charlie, and, actually, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory doesn't. It's only five words. This says more than five words. Oh, you're <laughs> correct. I would be bad at taking tests. 
<laughs> math is hard. What's math? <laughs> math oh, goodness. Latham, what's your movie? Uh, mine is The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. Outstanding. Uh, which is a very unique uh, film by Peter Greenaway. If you've never seen it, it's uh, got a, a crazy color schemes that divide the areas where the action takes place in the film. It's also very subversive. And uh, if you've never seen it, you'll never see a movie like it. It's uh, that's a hundred percent correct. Quite quite unique and and uh, a classic independent foreign film. Yeah, I uh, that's one of those movies that I I had heard so much about. Um, it was initially given an X or an NC 17 rating on its release, which is usually the, the kiss of death for films. And I, uh, I of course immediately sought it out on video because, uh, I was like, I clearly have to see this. And, uh, I was blown away. I had never seen, I don't think I'd ever seen a Peter Greenaway film other. I may not ever seen anything besides that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a movie you stumble into. That's one of those movies I would put on my list of like I went into it. Yeah, I knew I knew roughly what it was about, but I just didn't know what I was getting into. But I just only heard the you know the controversy surrounding it. Yeah, it's before the internet, so yes. you you just heard like you just read reviews about it, and you're like, whoa, this movie's fucked up. And, and just it, like I really want to see this, and it, and it was. It's it's it is outstanding. It is a great film. It's, um, I'd call it good. I, I don't know if I'd consider great. Helen Mirren's great in it. Yeah, she's and amazing. It, I mean, it's just, I forgot Tim Roth is in it too. Nah. For at my, at, at the age of when I saw it, which was probably a year after it came out, uh, it would have made, it made a much, yes, you're, you're probably right. It made a much larger, much larger impression at that time than, did it come out? than, uh, okay. 91, yeah. 1989, 1989. So it would have made a much, a much stronger impression on me. Um, obviously not as much now, but I, like I said, I don't, I don't think I've gone back and watched it since then. Oh, you should. So then I can see it. I a hundred percent. Hassan, your long winded movie choice. Dawn of the planet of the apes. Is that okay. the first one or second one? Second one. Uh, of the originals or the of new trilogy no, of the new trilogy. I have not seen the second or rise three. dawn and then war. Right. I haven't seen two or three, but I they're, hear they're good. My daughter loves them. That's like her favorite trilogy right now. Wow. Wow. So yeah. The they're, 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 they're damn good actually. Yeah. I don't quite love the third one because it promised a little more than it delivered. Okay. Right? It just takes a weird, it, it's um, without giving any spoilers away. It takes a weird left turn halfway I f- through the film. I felt but- I felt like where you you were where you when you go into the movie and where you kind of hope it's going to end up, it doesn't go there, and you're like, no. oh, okay. And yeah, it's I mean, not, it's-, it's not like you're disappointed. It's just I think where you the expectations you have of where it's going to end aren't where it ends. Especially from the last one, because the last yes. one, there's almost no expectations at all, other than right. you're going to see some really cool uh, motion capture and, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever. And it just goes in this, like, tremendous, like, it becomes epic. That's why it's my, that's why it's the one I named. Right. Um, so then you figure the next one's going to, you know, going to up the ante even more. And it doesn't. It, it kind of scales back yeah. um, and becomes another personal film. 
which is fine, but it wasn't what I expected when I went in. So it just kind of, it, it's a, it, the experience is a little different than, than say Dawn, but my choice is Dawn of the planet. It's, they're all three of them are great. Latham, you should, you should, you won't, you won't, won't be wasting your time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you won't be wasting your time. Yeah. They're definitely not a waste of time. That's for sure. Um, all right. So a film with a number in its title is question number four. Uh, I chose 61. Billy uh, Crystal's Maris movie? Billy Billy Crystal's film about Roger Maris and nice. uh, Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of uh, I, I've made this statement before that I'm a big fan of baseball films in general. Even though I'm not a tremendous fan of baseball, this film very much along those lines was not a disappointment in any way. Uh, directed by Billy Crystal, um, very nicely handled the whole story. Tom Jane is fucking great as Mickey Mantle. And and Barry Pepper is uh, the only time, honestly, in my eyes, that he bests the performance in this movie uh, is his role in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of Barry Pepper, no matter what he does, and uh, this this movie absolutely stands up to that. Um, Latham, uh, I went with the recent. Uh, how recent is it? Ah, 2016. Coming of age film, The Edge of Seventeen, which is uh, the best youth film I've seen in probably the past ten years. Uh, Haley Steinfeld is, yeah, incredible in it, uh, <laughs> and uh, so is Woody Harrelson. It's one of Woody Harrelson's most subtle and uh, impressive performances, and the movie's uh, laugh out loud, uh, genuinely funny, which is hard to do. I'm not even sure I've even heard of that. It's uh, directed based by... off of a Stevie Nicks song. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, she did what other movies did this director do? Kelly Freeman Craig. She did um, just uh, a lot of independent stuff. Bumblebee. Uh, oh no, that's that's not even what that's she's Steinfeld. Doing. Yeah, that's that's what she's been in, right? Oh, oh, you're talking about the actress or the. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, she was also in. Uh, wasn't she in the remake of True Grit? Am I remembering? Yes, yes. Yeah, this is the mo- only movie. Very that, good. This is the only movie this woman's directed. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was I was looking at other stuff that she had done in in, uh, in the wrong list. Um, huh. Haley, yeah, Haley's done a lot. Uh, oh, she's and, she's awesome. Yeah, and she's. I mean, she's. It's it's a great like it's an R rated movie, but it it's really okay. It's just very, um, it feels real. It feels like how you grew up and all the problems she has and all the people in it seem genuine. It's, it's great. Cool. Uh, son? You know, you guys know the BC Boys song, uh, Sure Shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the taking of the Pelham one, two, three. Ah. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Which one? Uh, original? The original, 1974. With uh, Robert Shaw, and, Robert uh, Shaw, and uh, and, every, and a whole bunch of other old guys that I don't remember. Yep. But um, yep. but I remember watching that on television with my grandfather. I saw I saw that on TV when I was a kid too. It's a great movie. I, I like the remake. It was okay with uh, Travolta and uh, and uh, Denzel. Denzel. It's the the original is like way more grittier and a little more oh, yeah. creepier because yeah. it's nineteen seventies. Like you know. You know, that underground. Yep. So it's a great film. The other one I had, which I, it was Formula 51, which I actually. Oh, that's a fun movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. 
but it, it takes it takes or a either of them. <laughs> oh, I haven't um, seen either of the Pelhams or Formula Fifty One. So, I guess which ironically is also named the Fifty First State. It has two different names, Formula Fifty One, but it's also called the Fifty First State because of the joke in the movie that England's nothing but the Fifty First State of the Union. That's right. That's also um, that's also the name of the the, the song. Ah, okay. It might be where it came from. But I think when it came here, I think they just changed it to Formula 51 because they didn't think anyone was going to get the joke. I don't know. Right. Don't know. right. That's, a, that's definitely a UK thing. Um, Deirdre? I choose The Legend of 1900. Oh, I love uh, that Tim movie. Roth. Absolutely adore that movie. He's abandoned as a baby on a ship and he doesn't leave it. There's a ship that, that ship. it's, yeah, it's, so he, he's, he's, and he's, he's found by the crew, by one of the crew members on the ship. And it's an, it's a, it's a, uh, Atlantic transatlantic vessel that goes back and forth between New York and London. And it just goes back and forth. They're not New York and London, New York and whatever, Newcastle or whatever the, one of the port town, one of the port towns, um, okay. Southampton, maybe anyway. Um, so basically he lives on the ship and he never he never leaves the ship. His grows up on the ship. He, he, you know, when they, when they, when they go to port, he stays on the ship. He never, and, and so, you know, eventually, you know, his caretaker, the, you know, cause uh, he gets taken in by basically by the crew, by one of the crew members, uh, one of the guys who works is like one of the coal guys, you know, the, like that, that shovels coal into the burners yeah, for, the, yeah, to, yeah. for the engines, you know? And, uh, and then obviously there's a, it goes on, and the movie, the framing device for the movie is the movie, the ship is in dry dock and it's getting ready to be scrapped for metal, for parts. And there's a, there's a musician who is Forrest Whitaker? Is the, is it Forrest Whitaker is the musician on, uh, on Clarence Williams III? Uh, no, Clarence Williams III plays uh, Jelly Roll Morton. Okay. Uh penis oh sydney cole no no um i don't know who it was be this should be the second listed part bill nunn oh i'm sorry uh it's it's uh uh pruitt taylor vince oh yeah okay is the is the, uh, is the is essentially besides tim roth is the main is the main guy so he's a musician who comes aboard the ship to play for in, in the in the band for a number of years who ends up befriending 1900 and they sort of build this relationship this this friendly relationship over the years so it's built around the idea so the ship is in dry dock and getting ready to be torn down and he's trying to talk them out of it he's like there's somebody on the ship and the guy's like dude the ship's been in dry dock you know for months they're like there's nobody on that ship we've been through that thing with a fine tooth comb blah 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 blah. there's nobody on the ship so it's a ghost story no, it's not a ghost story. He oh, is okay. on, he, he, you know, without giving too much away, he has to go onto the ship. They'll eventually let him go onto the dry dock ship to see if he can find him. So it, oh, it's, wow. it's, it's a, when it's was a, this? what? In the movie? 1990. The name of it's the legend of 1900. 1900 is the guy's name. They name him. Yeah, it's Tim Roth's name. Cause they named him the year they found him. Okay. okay on the ship. So they draw like, and it's directed by the guy who did, um, uh, who did, uh, cinema Paradiso. Ah, that explains why Morricone did the score for it. Giuseppe Tornatore. 
Okay. Right. Yes. Um, but when, I, when, I, 19, when, when's the year of the film? 1998. Okay. I, I highly, I, I cannot recommend this movie enough. Uh, this is a movie. Really? This is a movie that I love to tell people about to watch because, and it's funny. I, I completely forgot about mm-hmm. that. Um, but that, that's, that is a movie. I, I've, I've, I've shown that movie to probably half a dozen people. And, and, and I don't know anyone who hasn't liked it. Yeah, okay. it's, it's one of those, it's one of those movies yeah. that just like came out. You know, because in 98, I was aware of films coming out, and I don't ever remember this. No, I don't and, remember it either. I, and then I, I've never heard and of the, it. And then I ran across it randomly, and I'm just like, huh, what's this? Tim Roth, Pruitt Taylor Vince. I'll fucking watch anything with Pruitt Taylor Vince in it. And I'm just like, and I was, I was fucking blown away by it. Just, uh, just an amazing, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great pick. Well, I thank you. I'll put that on my, in my book. Um. So next, uh, a film where a character has a job that you want, which is uh, a pretty uh, a pretty interesting uh, direction to go. Uh, and so I picked uh, FX from 1986. Oh, there you go, great movie. Brian Dahi and uh, Brian, Brian Brown. Brown. When Brian I was Brown, when, yeah. when I was growing up, uh, once I got past uh, wanting to be an astronaut. Um, then the next thing that I wanted, uh, and being an architect, I forgot that one. Um, the next thing that I wanted to do realistically, uh, and that was basically from, you know, the time I discovered filmmaking on, uh, I wanted to be a movie special effects guy. I thought, I thought special makeup effects and all that kind of fun shit was, the was the fucking, the bee's knees, man. I thought that was the way to go. And you know, to the point where I, I almost took a correspondence course uh, from the uh, from the Stan Winston school uh, at one point. But, it, you know, I had to, you know, it was fairly expensive. And, uh, you know, I had no, I had nobody else. I had no, I had no one else around me who was into the same kind of thing. So I didn't have people who I could hang out with who would do that kind of stuff with me. You know, so I didn't have, I don't want to say a support system in place, but it's like when you grow up around people who have similar likes and dislikes, you can kind of get into stuff with other people and it's easier to, you know, to whatever. Anyway, uh, Hassan, your, uh, career film. (laughs) My career film was Twister. You Mm. want to be a storm chaser? Yeah. Wow. That was a, I thought that was an awesome job. I still do. Uh, probably until I see my first Twister, and then I probably <laughs> close. Yeah. Was it because the they were awesome just so it ends up like the movie? Because <laughs> they were just—I don't know—they were a bunch of goofballs. A bunch of dorks and, thought they you know, were cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that paints a different picture. But I—I I do watch. If you can, you go into YouTube. There are videos of uh, storm chasers. You oh, know, I like bet. on YouTube, like. You know, but some of them are idiots. You know, they'll go right into. Well, I bet a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's we all. It's probably the closest thing you'll see to you'll have to a, a religious experience. You know, I wouldn't it say seems that. Seems like a great I, job. I've been fairly close to several tornadoes, and I didn't feel religion in any way, shape, or form. 
I, religion's but, not always good. Biblical no, I know. It's not always a good thing. No, I know. But I was, um, you know, I, 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 I that was my question. I was going to say, have you ever been any close anywhere close to a tornado? I've been not to a tornado. I've been pretty close to some other natural disasters that are like, wow, you know, that's mm-hmm. like if this if this just went slightly the other way, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it just seemed like it's like that's a great job. You know, that seems like a, you know, good way to spend my time. It's the other one was, my other film was The Martian, for obvious reasons. Astronaut? Oh. Yes, right. I would like to be an astronaut. All right. But well, I, I, would have, I went through that I, when I was a kid. And as soon as I, re, as soon as I found out that basically you, you had to be military service to be, to get into astronaut school, I was just like, well, it's out the door. Yeah. Also, I would have died because I, because <laughs> I, like, I fucking I hate know. potatoes. <laughs> I'm not even. I wouldn't even know how to make potatoes. I, they wouldn't even occur to me. I'd be like, oh, they left me. I'm, I'm fucking on Mars. I'm gonna die here on Mars. So I would have, you know, and they would have found a video like 20 years later of me crying until I fell asleep and then died. You know, so and then just been, made a bunch of memes about it. Yeah, pretty much. But still, would have been a cool job right up to that point. Right up That's to right. everybody leaving me on the planet. That would have been really awesome. Deirdre. Um, I originally was going to go with Wonder Woman, obviously, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but that's not, that's not a stretch. So, oh. you know. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so, um, I went with, um, Enola Holmes. How do you say it? Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes. Oh. With I Millie Bobby it, uh, Brown. Uh, I still have not seen that. The uh, if you want to be a private investigator, yeah, and but it's awesome because she knows like everything. I want to learn everything and then solve crimes. <laughs> well, that's not a stretch either because you're yeah, not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Latham. Uh, I first would like to say I, I, I like that Hassan picked uh, a character from a bad movie. That was that was interesting. Um, wow! So the, the, the question is simply about. <laughs> oh, the I'm job. sorry. You want me to just answer the question? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Which one? I, I named two movies. Which uh, was the bad movie? Twister is uh, not a good movie. It's it's. Well, that's true. Scenes, but, I mean, but it's not I agree. It's, it, story is terrible. He can still <laughs> like it. That's uh, that's his prerogative. Countdown one two three four five with. Eh, I'm not even gonna get into it. All right. Um. Anyway. Uh, I would like to be uh, Claude Lacombe from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, played by Francois Truffaut. Oh, okay. I kind of thought you were going to pick that movie. You're lucky that was a good movie because you were going to. I've get been very careful of my choices here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm well, that going to get reamed over the coals. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there, there's. I mean, we, me and Deirdre talked about it. I mean, there obviously there's. You know, there's a lot of things in here when you look through this list on a personal level. There's a lot of a lot of films that'll cover a lot of bases. You know, there's a film that I could sure. drop into four or five different questions on here. Right. But, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously you had to put them where that made the most sense. That's uh, exactly. it's a good Close call. Encounters make, makes me want to be a tin pusher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking that's, about that's, that. The, uh, you mean the air traffic? God, I would that. never want that job. In oh, a million I would love years. that job. That, that's all me. Ugh. Awful. Maybe it's just because that scene's awesome. I'm sure like, just like I said about uh, Twitter, yeah. as soon as I saw my first, as soon as, as soon as I almost caused my first collision, I'd probably be like, all right, guys, 
Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to go. This game's over. (laughs) Tag. Tag. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, this next one, uh, question number six is your favorite animated film. Now, I like a lot of animated films and I, I had to pick one. I went back and forth. I went back and forth between. Can I guess? A couple of. No. Why not just pick your favorite? Answer well, the because my favorite animated film is not it's it's a it's a it's a dynamic decision. It's I don't have something that's set in stone. It changes on my mood. It changes on uh, uh, if I want if I want a CG animated. If I want a traditionally animated film, there there are lots of different options here. Ugh. I don't. It's hard to lump in everything animated in one bucket. So anyway, uh. so what I did was I pick. I imagined all animated films out in front of me on the ground and what I would do, which one I would pick to watch most at random. And that is monsters Inc. Because you are well, Sully. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting closer, baby. I'm getting closer to looking like Sully. Every day. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Uh, that movie is uh, it's, it's Pixar at, at working at all levels. Uh, the ending, the two endings of that movie are are an absolute binary roller coaster of of just absolute pure emotion. Literally a roller coaster. Yes, uh, and it, it will it gets me every single time uh, when I watch it. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 uh, Monsters Inc.'s my choice. So, uh, who's up, uh, Deirdre? Um, I was also in between two movies, but I'm going to go with Up. And Ah. that's because it incorporates many of my favorite things, such as cranky old men and talking dogs (laughs) and travel. And Uh, a love story, of course. Yes, and a love story. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen Up. Really? Nope. Wow. I've never seen Wally. Me neither. That's great too. It's great too. But uh, it's on my list in my movie book. I just haven't haven't watched it. Uh Latham. Uh well, we're gonna stay with a common theme here. And uh I'm gonna go with uh, Toy Story. Um because it's a film you can love if you're five years old or if you're ninety-five years old. Uh, it will do nothing but put a smile on your face. So the original, the original. That okay. was my other yeah, pick, the first, by the way. Yeah, it's it's for for the for Pixar's first movie, they they hit a grand slam and pretty much have been hitting them ever since. But that's my favorite. That was my that was my that was my my uh, debate my debatable one between that and Monsters Inc. And I just decided that Monsters Inc. for me is the one I would watch over Toy Story if they were sitting in front of me sure. uh hassan will hassan go with a pixar film or will he go with something else <laughs> hassan's going to go with fritz the cat oh <laughs> babe pig in the city Hi, folks. <laughs> i just disp- babe pig in the city is a live action is it? i don't know I i've never seen it despise, despise <laughs> fritz the cat. i hate i hate bashy films i hate them. do you really that's funny. Yeah, he said that the other week. He oh, that's like right. That. You don't you don't like Bakshi films. That's right. 
I'm no. sorry. Water, didn't he do no, water? That was a down? German company. I forget exactly which. No, that's no, no. Yeah, that's right. I saw, I saw that's that when I was a film. kid too. Another mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's got bunnies in it. Oh, it's oh, got no. bunnies. Let's take the kids. Oh no! Let's not my step mind. on Hassan. No, my go ahead, Hassan. What's your favorite? Um, <laughs> Akira. Akira. <laughs> that was that was. There yeah. were three of them. Ooh. I had three. Akira was the number one. No. Uh, and also this, the runner-up was the nice. Into the Spider-Verse, uh, we're which is a fantastic film. Absolutely magnificent. Really? Yeah, I want to see that. I keep hear I hear that from everyone I there, everyone I says is like it's not it's not a great animated film. It's a great film. Yeah, it's magnificent. But Akira, if you're gonna if you're gonna emphasize animation, Akira yes. is probably the most fantastic animated film I've ever seen. You know what? The, Hassan, that's funny though, because I'm looking at my review book here, and I gave it two and a half. So I'm not sure if you're correct there. <laughs> I wrote um, apocalyptic Japanese cartoon is way too long. <laughs> Nobody said anything right? about length. I'm talking about the exploits sir? and the achievements of animation, sir. Okay. The, well, there's a there's your the, favorite animated film. That's all that matters. The other. Um, the other animated film that I thought about, uh, traditionally animated, uh, was uh, The Triplets of Belleville. Have you ever uh, seen that? I've never seen that, yeah, but I've wanted to. That, 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 that guy's stuff is, uh, is really creepy, amazing. Though. It's just really disturbing. It's kind of a, distur- a lot of disturbing imagery in it. What is it? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it, well, it's a story about these triplets. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, that live creepy together triplets. in this, in this <laughs> creepy triplets that live together in uh, and the, the the director is he's a French animation guy and he's done a, he's done a handful of of these animated films and they're all from what I understand they're all pretty good. Uh, triplets of Belleville is the only one I've ever seen. I really really like it. Um, Hassan thinks it's creepy. It's creepy. Therefore, it's Deirdre, you'd probably dig it. So, my third one was uh, Transformers the movie, which is a fantastic film. Wow! But, you okay. know, is there a swear word in that movie somewhere? Yes. Which is just like they could have just omitted the one swear word, and it would have been it would have been Trivia, a G-rated. It was it, it was omitted in all the home videos after thereafter until so the de- until it was re-released on DVD. What was and then the they word? Actually, through the it was shit. <gasps> but it was oh, a cartoon. Optimus Prime said, "Fuck you, Bumblebee." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not what he said. Not no, that's what midnight. I would say. That's what I would say. <laughs> All right. So the next question, number seven, is a film you will never get tired of. Well, my film, as I've said on this show before, is there's only one film that I have that I can watch over and over and over again and never get tired of, and that is Tequila Sunrise from 1988. Kurt Russell, Mel Gibson, Michelle Pfeiffer. I, I don't know what it is. It's a perfect storm. Uh, it's three actors I like a lot playing three characters who are Raul Julia uh, is in it. Uh, uh, just, I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I can't explain how this film never gets old to me, but it never gets old. Would you like to hear my review, Steve? I would love to hear your review. Michelle Pfeiffer is just a little hot in this movie. <laughs> That's your review. That's my review. It's gave it three stars. That's what I wrote. All right, Latham, what's your what's your film choice? Uh, mine is uh, Magnolia. I can turn it on at any point. Ooh, okay. And get sucked in 
and watch it with two and a half hours left, 245, 250, 130. It's a three-hour film. It's the quickest three-hour film you'll ever watch. Never seen it. Uh, it's uh, there's it's, it may be the the most perfectly cast film of all time, and it's certainly P.T. Anderson's pinnacle, considering everything he's done since has gone downhill. Okay. Did he do Boogie Nights before that? He did. Okay. Uh, Hassan, film you never get tired of. That's easy. Come on now. Come on, you can guess it. Pig in the City. Spotlight. No. It was one. Moneyball. Spotlight's actually on the list. There's a list of them. Yeah. Okay. But Moneyball. <laughs> Moneyball is also on the list, but no. It's like it's a tree. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Oh, yes. Roadhouse. <laughs> I knew that. Oh. <laughs> the greatest movie yeah, ever made. Hassan, that may be the first time you've chosen three two and a half star movies in a row. I mean, I, I'm just, <laughs> I am absolutely rare form tonight, Latham. That's right. Uh, no. Theater? No, sorry. Um, no. No, read your review. Great fights and girls, but needed a better story. <laughs> Nobody wants Roadhouse for the story. Nobody <laughs> has ever watched Roadhouse for the story. That's true. There was such they a there is such the a glaring error in that film. It is astonishing, and when you notice it, you can't really unnotice it. Oh, just, I want to know now. You got to say it. You got to tell us. Say it. Uh, you, you seen it? I've seen Roadhouse. Yes. Okay. So he comes. Who hasn't? So he gets a call from. Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, uh, ben Gazzara, right? He ben gets a call Gazzara, from Ben Gazzara. And he says, oh, which one? Which one? You know, flip a coin. Either uh, Kelly Lynch is going to die or Sam Elliott's going to die. And then he, you know, uh, Swayze procrastinates and curses at him or whatever. So Gazzara flips a coin but doesn't tell him who hangs up the phone. Next five minutes, Sam Elliott comes into the, the bar and he's all bleeding and bloody because they messed him up. So he figures that the coin must have been Kelly Lynch. Because Sam Elliott's walking. Right. So he tells Sam Elliott to have a beer, and he's going to go find the doc because he's figured that she's uh, about to be killed. What's the error there? They didn't say when they were going to kill him. No. Oh. Uh, the error is um, she's she's already dead. No. He's bleeding internally. No. Uh, no. Uh, I'm a good logic guy, and I can't figure it out. Help me. The guy is physically fucked up, and he's going to go to the hospital to find his doctor girlfriend. Why wouldn't you take oh, your fucked up friend to the hospital with you <laughs> to find your doctor girlfriend? In all honesty, Sam Elliott's so tough, he probably wouldn't want to be taken to the hospital. And then, of course, after that scene, Sam Elliott does get killed because he's not there to help him. But if he had taken Sam Elliott to the hospital to find Kelly Lynch, there would have been no third act to the film. That's true. That's bad writing, my man. Yes. And once you noted, and it took me a hundred times to see it to go, wait a minute, why didn't he just take Sam Elliott to the hospital? <laughs> and I was mad. I was so mad after that. <laughs> but what's funny about that is everybody I pose that, that question to, nobody gets it. 
everybody right. everybody just overlooks that the one detail it's a little bit and I mean, he literally yeah. says i gotta go to see the doc while there's a guy bleeding drinking yeah. a beer at the bar yep. <laughs> take yeah, your bleedy right. friend with you you, yeah, you kill yeah, a couple yeah. of birds with one stone now, but okay never yeah. mind and you'll, and you'll have one of the birds with you yes so guess he's not good at multitasking no, he's not. He's Dalton uh, was not in in defense of Dalton. He was not ever. Uh, he was not ever depicted as a genius. You know, he was not a rocket scientist. Did he? He literally punched his way out of every problem he had. <laughs> that, so, um, sorry, guys. Did I had a bunch of them. So, mm-hmm. um, just based on this last week or two, I'm gonna go with anything Harry Potter. <laughs> Does that count? Well, you can watch all seven of them, or eight of them, excuse me, all eight movies. You have to pick one of them. Yes. You have to pick one of them, dear. I know which one I Prisoner would Prisoner of Azkaban. That's what I the would best pick. One. I would pick that one. Order okay. of the Phoenix is the best one. Really? Anybody says. Yeah, we've we've been over this before. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Question number question number eight: A film where you like the soundtrack more. Now, uh, this is tough for me. Whereas I am, I, I like listening to movie soundtracks, but I am not as versed in movie soundtracks as my partners Latham and Hassan here. So what I did here was I actually have three films written down, and they are three films that. I listen to the soundtracks more often than probably any other soundtracks I listen to uh, and way more often than I view the films. That's not to say I dislike any of these three films, but it's a case where the soundtracks stand out to me. I couldn't, in other words, I couldn't answer this question properly, which was I couldn't find a movie that I didn't necessarily like, but I like the soundtrack more than watching the movie, but I guess, I mean, really, if you look at it in that, in that verbiage, any of these three would fall into that category. Uh, and so I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take social network Do it. Oh, uh, nice. with a soundtrack by uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Uh, I like that movie a lot, but I would rather listen to the soundtrack than, than watch the movie. I I've totally seen the movie. Called that I mean, and you I'll, said, no, well, I, it, yeah, I said, no, when you said it, it made me start thinking about it. Ah, um, so I altered my your other, choice. My, my other two choices uh, were Tron Legacy with the, with the soundtrack, with an incredible soundtrack by Daft Punk, and Solaris, the remake, the Soderbergh version, with, uh, with just an absolutely uh, amazing soundtrack by Cliff Martinez. So, uh, so yes, I'm, I'm going with The Social Network. Okay. So, Hassan? Uh, the Judgment Night soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Great choice. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Didn't love the movie that much. The rock artist and the rap artist yes. combined. Yes. Song. Yeah, it's That's awesome a choice. fantastic soundtrack. Um, okay. It's groundbreaking. And it, the soundtrack actually did become bigger than the film because the soundtrack was released maybe a month before the film and it became really big. And then the film finally came out and it was really just an average film. Um, <laughs> wasn't good yeah um, but the soundtrack is fantastic the other thing I had another one but it's not doesn't really fit doesn't work but the the 
Battlestar Galactica reboot. Uh, Bear McCreary's soundtrack for that show is so much better than the show that it's it's almost criminal. I think it's... it's really? Absolutely. I thought the show was supposed to be really good. I'm one of the few people who don't like it all that much for various reasons, but it's 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 a very good show. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. No. I don't like it. Dear I like I like that you don't like it. All right. Um Dear I'm not all that in tune with soundtracks. I mean, I hear them when I'm watching the movies, but I don't <laughs> pay attention to them and go, "Ooh, I'd really like to listen to that later." Um, so I chose a movie that I liked, but I liked the soundtrack of, which was Garden State. Ah, oh, great choice. Awesome soundtrack. Thank awesome. you. I don't know that oh, movie. Great choice, Deirdre. Great movie, too, but that soundtrack is fantastic. That is a fantastic soundtrack. Don't panic. Yeah, and that's not even that's not anywhere near the strongest song on the soundtrack. No, it's not, but it's how it starts yep. off. So, but uh, Latham, um, <clears throat> I chose um, Tron Legacy. <laughs> so, really, uh, yeah, the death, oh, it's, that's it's awesome. My favorite soundtrack of the past twenty years. It's it's the movies. I you know I like the movie for nostalgia purposes as a decent movie it's nowhere near the original but the soundtrack just ele- without that soundtrack that movie is dog shit that's how good that soundtrack that and the fact that when i heard that daft punk was doing the soundtrack and i was like okay i i think i know what to expect and when i actually listened to the soundtrack got it and listened to it i was absolutely blown away by yeah. the level of maturity in the actual soundtrack itself, because the whole first half of that soundtrack is traditional soundtracky stuff. It's not all pounding electronic beat oh, yeah, stuff. It's symphonic, it's, yeah. It's symphonic yeah. and it's and it's real and it's really fucking good. And then they blend the electronic stuff, and it just, but they never go too far. Oh, it's perfect balance. It's, it is. You it, can it, listen to that and just it. You can you can like make your own movie out of it with the themes. Yes. Of it from the beginning to the end and you can match it to I'm sure a lot of movies that's how good that's how good and uh uh heroic and epic it feels I I agree with you 100% there um so this would be a fun one question number nine a film you like that everyone or film that you hate that everyone else liked and uh Latham knows what this is already for me uh mine is Spider-Man 2 uh yeah, I mean it's ninety percent of the people out there love that movie. I fucking can't stand it. Why? I I I I I just What's I don't know. I I I saw it in the theater <laughs> with Latham, and I remember getting up as the movie ended, and I just and I'm and I'm just walked by him, and I said that sucked. Yep, and then and my review is a little better than the first, but not as good as Joe says it is. <laughs> Joe loved it, and and he said that's the best comic book movie ever made, hands down. And I'm like, it's good, but not that good. <laughs> Perfect. Went even uh, further and said uh, it's not good. That's right, Deirdre. Oh, I know what your I answer know is. you know what my answer is, and my answer is Gravity. Okay. Have a good night.
You got Latham hat. Two hours of Sandra Bullock floating around in her underwear is not interesting to me. It's no, it is though. It really is. It's really good. I'm just kidding. I came. I came back. I came. I came back from a convention. I came back from a convention trip, and uh, this movie had just come out, or not just come out. It had been out a couple of weeks, and uh, and I jones and to see it because everyone said how fucking amazing it was everything else and i get home and deirdre goes i saw gravity with my mom and i'm like what and she's like yeah we went i had no choice i was with a group of people i I, i'm not attacking you (laughs) so i am so i said i'm like all right well how was it and she goes it sucked it was terrible and i'm just like what wow really and she's like it was awful it was the most boring stupid thing ever i didn't think i said all "All of that well pretty close anyway uh uh fast fast forward um i don't know maybe a month six weeks i finally get my hands on a copy i watch it and you're like that was the greatest movie ever sandra Bullock in her Uh, underwear floating (laughs) awesome (laughs) i don't think i said all that (laughs) But I did not agree with her. Um, yeah, so that needless uh, yeah. to say, I didn't. We we did not agree. <laughs> we did not. We did not we see did not eye to eye, and we've broken up ever since. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Latham. Uh, mine is True Romance, hmm. uh, a movie oh. that I think is just incomprehensibly loved by everyone who's a Tarantino fan and other people. I think the movie has one good scene and everything else around it is just garbage. And I think it, it's, it, the movie bores me. It really bores me. What's the me. one good scene, the Dennis uh, Hopper scene? Well, walking in Hopper. Okay. In the middle of the movie. Other, everything else I did not like. And okay. Don't like that film. Hassan? You, everybody knows this one. You can <clears throat> guess it. Go ahead, Eight Legged like Freaks. I'm just gonna say that for everything. Arachnophobia. Babe, pick it in the city. I I, I honestly uh, don't know, Hassan. The Dark Knight. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. Why didn't you like The Dark Knight? 100,000 reasons that are not important now because nobody cares why. But it's just. Well, I want to hear at least one of them. Um, look, I want a movie. First of all, that's not Batman. That character wasn't Batman. It was a, he looked like Batman, but he didn't act like Batman. That's A. B, he didn't save anyone in the film. No one. The only one he saved in that film was the Joker. It's actually an astonishing... Real thing when you realize it, of course, that's what everybody thinks. Oh, it's innovative, it's so amazing. I saw it, it subverted expectations, <laughs> but it's not a good film. Everyone sounds old. So everyone I talk to sounds like an old person when they're talking about, hey, this is um, there's some awesome, I think it's a great film. I think it's I think it's a terrible Batman film. I don't think your your hero should be rendered useless through the entire film, which is basically if, if Batman wasn't there, ninety percent of the bad things that happened wouldn't have happened because there, there would have been no need for the Joker because there would have been no Batman. If your the point of your film is 
is that if I didn't exist, none of this bad stuff would have happened, then you've told a bad superhero story. Just to be edgy. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Interesting point. Well, now, now I'll be really interesting because the next question is, what's your... Well, no, never mind. It's opposite direction. Never mind. Uh, favorite superhero film? Uh, the Dark Knight. I've been pretty open with my, uh, my opinion on this before, but uh, uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier is yeah. my favorite superhero yeah. film, hands down. Great underdog choice. That's uh, a movie that you... It's hard to explain why it's good uh, to someone who hasn't seen, let's say they haven't seen the, the first one or that one, but it's it's unique and it's great. I think uh, it set the tone for the rest of the MCU, you yes, know, and it yes, actually yes. elevated yes. Cap, uh, yes. Captain America to to Iron Man status. You know, there was a there was an article or uh, something uh, like an extensive um, informative article that said that uh, even though all the movies have been great. Um, Iron Man was actually carrying the MCU up to that point. They were saying that none of them had been the box office bonanzas that Iron Man had been. They, they'd all been moderate, you know, modest hits, right. with the exception of the Avengers movie in and of itself. And after Winter Soldier, nobody talked about one franchise box carrying <laughs> off. Yeah no, yeah, no one mentioned that there was only one franchise that was carrying the whole MCU. Right. It, was, it, it started to even out throughout the spectrum. Um, right. So, yeah, it's a it's a landmark movie in that, in that genre. Okay. Sure. Latham. Uh, Dark Knight. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, that up there. I don't really like superhero films <laughs> that much. And I started to really think they were too much uh, heading into the two thousands. And then that movie, I mean, obviously before the MCU's, started to get going but uh i think it's it's just fantastic on all levels everything that movie does is who did the soundtrack for that was that newton howard or was that horner uh uh, i think newton howard uh so i can't remember if i saw that i saw that in the theater because i remember the experience of of sitting there but the the thing i can't remember is if i saw that did we see that in imax deirdre where where is there an imax at the mall yeah the palisades palisades mall uh i don't think so i thought i i thought i remembered seeing it in an imax theater because i the thing i remember most about that movie is i remember sitting in sitting in the in the in the chair and you start off that sequence with the guys getting ready to rob the bank and they're showing up and the guy picks up the guy on the street corner. He's holding the clown mask, which you find out later, obviously is ledger, but then, and there's the soundtrack <clears throat> is this. Yeah. Just this high pitched, almost sign mechanical wine sound. Oh yeah. Like and that, that was his theme. And then, and then when the truck pulls up Hans Zimmer, it's uh, it's two of them. It's that's James right. Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer. That's right. And when and when he Which pulls up, strange. when the when the truck pulls up, it goes, and it just it just you felt that in your in your seat because obviously the volume was so high, and I'm just like, holy shit! 
and the the whole opening sequence of that movie um just just set the table for the next two hours for me i i i, I, I like that movie a lot and i still i still have not seen dark knight rises um and not for any particular reason don't i just haven't i just haven't seen it i i'm gonna see it it is it is not on par with that previous film i so. that's what i have i hear from everyone one of the worst plot holes ever oh in, yeah the, <laughs> of, the, of the dark knight just right. a brutal one a brutal so. hassan your favorite superhero film i think i know what it might be <clears throat> Richard John of Superman. First one? Yep. Superman, the motion picture. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Superman, Superman the movie. movie. Excuse me. The movie. That's right. A movie for its time is brilliant, too, besides being. Yeah, it's a just, great movie. it's just, it's a great movie. It's just yeah. a monster of a film. It's epic. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's the storyboarded. Time- he used, he used, um, he used various comic book. Um, uh, genres to to depict the uh, the eras, like he used Norman Rockwell for all of Clark Kent's uh, upbringing, his younger years, and then he went to I forget exactly who he used um, um, for the 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 Daily Planet sequences. He based like he he needed it to be as epic as Star Wars, according to Richard Donner and some of the you know. So so they 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 put extra money into the Krypton sequence. Just just yeah. to make, and it's just that that whole planet that you just it was completely inhospitable. Like you just it just yeah. looked like a terrible place <laughs> that you would want to live. And those giant fucking faces, you know, of the judges while they were judging. Uh, Guilty. Oh, that terrified me when I was a kid. It <laughs> fucked me up. I was like, what the fuck, you know? And it was Guilty. You know, we were in the theater. It was so loud. I just remember that. And. uh He's just, I never got over it. I mean, it's just fantastic. And then there's, there's, a uh, there's John Williams, uh, soundtrack, which, yeah. you know, you can't. Oh, yeah. So it's, it is dated watching it now. It's very, it's I was just going to say, very the New last York time I watched it, it's, it's a little dated, oh. but it's, I mean, it's, it's still a great movie. Not in it's editing or, it's also, or mechanics. it's also this great no. scene in the film. And it just, it just proves, uh, Christopher Reeves, just versatility. Christopher Reeves is literally in pajamas, like the whole film. He just, it's literally ridiculous. <laughs> like, and he looks, he looks awesome in these pajamas. And then there's a sequence where he goes into uh, Luther's lair. And, and uh, Gene Hackman tells uh, Ned Beatty, he goes, oh, take the man's cape. And the look that Christopher Reeves gives Ned, it's just like, yes. it's chilling, right? And this is a guy in a fucking unitard. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he wants <laughs> me to take his cape. <laughs> he, he wasn't horsing around. No, no. it's it's a, it's a great film. It literally is a great film, and that's the next. My my runner up was The Crow, but um, but you can't really. I can't. I can't overlook Superman. It's just. It's right. never gonna be. It's never gonna get old. It's always gonna be a classic, especially yeah. when you watch Man of Steel and you realize, thirty years later, they couldn't get. Superman right. They got Superman right. What about Superman Return? No. <laughs> I think I no. like that. I Superman uh, Returns is not terrible, but it's not really... I, I admire it for trying not to erase the Richard Donner Superman. 
I admire right. it for doing that. Right. Same as the same as I felt about the the thing and, remake. And, Brand, and Brandon Ruth did a hell of a job yeah. channeling Chris Reeve. He did. He really he, did. He did. Yeah, he he did. did a hell What's of a good name? job as 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 Superman. He didn't do that great as Clark Kent because Christopher Reeve's Clark Kent was absolutely brilliant. It was you know, and it can't. It's it's something that you just can't do if you don't know how to act. You know, yeah, yeah. It's wins. not. I've been working out. It's it's not to be topped. <laughs> But it's a great, you know, it's a very good, it's a very good rendition. Just the story was like, come on, guys, yeah. you know, like give me a break. Deirdre, favorite superhero movie? Okay. Um, first of all, I already don't like it. Um, <laughs> I've been out of Wizard and the superhero stuff for a long time, and yeah, but you see all I the like movies though. A bunch of the movies, but they're all. They all blend together to me now. So I have a couple that I was between. I like The Dark Knight because I loved Heath Ledger in that. But I loved Wonder Woman because, well, it's Wonder Woman. And, right. you know, and, it's and a great she, movie. Was lo- she was, you know, kick ass and logical. Which is a big thing for me. So that's probably my favorite. And my retro favorite is corny, but I liked Batman Returns. Oh, wow. With Michael Keaton. Okay. Yep. Not okay. my favorite, but I, I, like, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I really liked Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Eh. 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 <coughs> that that's going to be tough to top. I know I was yep. going to get a lot of like meh. I don't like. That I, I like Batman Returns. I'm I'm a fan of both Burton Batman. Yeah. I, uh, I've I've not... become. I've, I've made my peace with it. I liked the yeah. first <laughs> Batman a lot, and then the second one was like, wow, this is really out there because he's just. It's he's... hard to top. It's hard to top Bat Dance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but just as a song. Um... Here's my Batman Returns review. Boy, this movie needed a friggin' ending. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half. There you go. Uh, so, question 11. A film you like from your least favorite genre. I couldn't come up with a least favorite yeah. genre of it film. Tough. It was tough. Uh, so what I chose here was uh, if you have to, if you, if I have to define it as a genre, um, I chose the 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 sort of historical dramas that <laughs> that Merchant Ivory has That's what I tried to has, do has specialized in over the years. Um, but the film I like from that genre that is, I feel just hands down. Now, a lot of them I've skipped because I just don't, I'm have no interest in them, but I accidentally saw remains of the day and I absolutely love that movie top, top to bottom. Uh, I've, I've seen it a bunch of times since my original viewing and, I never, I never, I never watch it and go. I never need to watch this again. I, it's a movie I can go back to every, every five or ten years, and I, it's it's still fun to watch. Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson, 
And I mean, that whole cast and then just, and it go, and it spans what 30, 40 years. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, that's, it, it's just, it's a great movie. It, it, someday I'll read the book it's based on. I've heard it. I've heard the book is, 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 is good too. Um, that, that's my, that's my film. I, that I, that I like for my least favorite genre. Hassan. Uh, exorcist three. Oh, oh, good choice. I was, I was misthinking the question for a second. Uh, that is a, a highly, highly, highly uh, underrated yeah. uh, horror film. Yeah, it is. It's just, um, it's just fantastic. And contains the single scariest moment ever put on film, ever, uh, ever, 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 ever put in front of the eyeballs of the viewing public. What's that? Wait, what's that? The, if we the tell you it's not going to work. <laughs> right. The, no, she's seen it. Uh, she's okay. seen it. It's the I tell you this every time. It's the scene in the hallway. Oh, oh okay, hospital. okay. I remember. Yes, she she knows it. Um, right. Your 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 choice from your least favorite okay. genre. First of all, my least favorite genre is westerns. So I chose the nineteen sixty Magnificent Seven. Mm-mm. Wow, that's a nice choice. That's a good. That's a great choice. And I saw that uh, in the theater, also at the Lafayette. Nice, nice. Uh, sixty-seven. You said sixty. Nineteen sixty. Okay. Do you ever see a Seven Samurai? Yes. I don't think so. Oh, I you think have? So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Latham. Uh, I've never been a big fan of film noir. Uh, I, I, oh. I mean, I like some movies, but I, I just never, I, I kind of get, I always get what's going to happen before it ends. Um, so my exception for that, or my favorite exception is, uh, Kiss Me Deadly, which is a movie from 1955. I'll say which one. Uh, it's been the, done it, three or four Robert. times. The Robert Aldrich one. Uh, it's it's basically the one where people the, think. Is it Humphrey Bogart? Uh, no, no. Uh, Ralph Meeker's in it. I um, uh, can't remember the other guy's name. Um, okay. okay, go ahead. Uh, it's But uh, uh, people uh, say Tarantino uh, got his idea for the glowing suitcase in Pulp Fiction from Kiss Me Deadly. And oh. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's the the ending is a little bit like it, it it's dated, but it's very surprising, and you're like, whoa, okay, that's how that movie ends. It, it's a really good, uh, really good story. Well done, and obviously, yeah, it's been remade. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've seen the other two versions. I don't think I've seen this version. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking up uh, if the others are actually related. Uh, yeah, they're, what? they're my camera. It's the Mickey Spillane's my camera. Yeah. Okay, correct. You're right. Yeah. Correct. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll have to put this one on the list. Yeah. No. It's 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 cool how they. It's better to not know anything and to just go into the movie and and take sure. it as a movie, not even a film noir, basically. Right. Um. So the next the next question number twelve is is a fun one. Uh, for me, this took this took a little thinking on my part. Um, a film you hate from your favorite genre. So now my favorite genre obviously is horror. Now, Deirdre and I have watched a million quite literal. 
quite literally <laughs> hundreds of horror and films. And a lot of uh, them are awful. And a lot of them are awful. But entertaining. But, well, I felt that it should be a, f- a film that, that people would recognize rather than some obscure shot on video horror film that some guy made that's literally unwatchable because, I mean, no one's ever going to know it or see it. Um, so the movie I picked that was um, uh, just incredibly disappointing for me uh, was Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows. Oof. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's, never a, it, it's, a, it's a tough watch, especially after, if you're a fan of the, of the original film, um, it's got a, a pre burn notice. Jeffrey Donovan is the, is the lead in it. And it's directed by Joe Berlinger, the, the documentary filmmaker. Oh, that's weird. A you ain't lying. It makes it every is, mistake that the original set out not to make, you know, like it's, it's just, just awful. Uh, I can't, I haven't seen it in a long time. It's one I've been meaning to revisit. Why would you revisit um, it if you hate it? Well, because I finally revisited Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which I claimed I hated for a really long time, and I liked it a lot more than I remembered liking it when I saw it in the theater. It's nice to know you have an open mind. Thank you, baby. I love. I appreciate that. That's like um, when I went back to watch um, Dead Presidents, and I had a yeah, visceral reaction right. to it before, and then I watched it again. I was like, oh, you know what? It's not bad. I don't know what my problem right. was. <laughs> so uh Deirdre, what's the what's a film you hate from your favorite genre? It's ironic that every time I go first, it's a movie that I hate. Just wanted to say that. That is that that is interesting. Um <laughs> I also went with the horror genre and my least favorite that I hate so much is do you want to say it it's the original blair witch isn't it <laughs> jeepers creepers oh that's right i forgot about your massive distaste for jeepers so creepers. stupid and the song had nothing to do with any it was just stupid that's true i just wanted I saw that to movie in the theater song. with with russ and and mike Fisola. <laughs> And they stopped talking to me after that. They they wouldn't let me go to lunch with them for like a week after that because because there was a trailer before the film for Eight Legged Freaks and I freaked out and they were like we we're not talking to you anymore. They were disgusted. And I remember that more than I remember the movie. So that should tell you how I my regards for that film. So yeah, it was awesome. papers is yeah, it's not Latham? a great film. Uh-oh. Um, mine would be, uh, action adventure. And, uh, I went with Armageddon. Oh, wow. Uh, which I despise. And, um, (laughs) I almost, it's not a good film. I I almost yelled out loud in the theater when we saw it. Steve, I think you saw it with me. I feel like you did. It's possible. Uh, when they're cutting the wires at the end or whatever they're doing with the wires, I wanted to put my fist through the, the seat in front of me. I was just, I had had it with the whole movie. I had just had it. And now it's a running joke between me and my friend Roger, where he always, whenever he sees me, he starts reciting the stupid line where he's like, uh, bravest man I ever met, or whatever the fuck that shit was. Oh, you know, it's really funny you say that because I was just about to say, give him another minute. 
he doesn't know how to fail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that 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 movie Which is I so, love. It, it, it's just a movie <laughs> for for dumb grunts. That's what that movie is for. That and, movie started my hate I, fest for for Michael Bay. That movie actually was the was the catalyst for me not liking Michael Bay films. Uh, it, it probably was for me too, although I I didn't like The Rock either. And uh, those two movies I think were concurrence, and I don't uh, I, I I don't like that movie. I I really dislike it. Wow. Okay, Hassan. The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that's okay. The fair choice. Fair choice. I mean, that those are the movies that you know just gave birth to my entire worldview on how to watch right. films and epicness and all that, and to have them end with that piece of absolute shit of a movie. Bastardized. Is, it's not even. I mean, it's just so bad, and it was. I don't know how you, it's flaccid. That's the that's the best way to to, to describe it. It's just no, absolutely great. flaccid. It, it's what a great term. It, it it's just it tries so hard to be so many things that it has not earned, and <clears throat> it just and you can see the potential in it, you know. But oh God, yeah, dog, it was it's not and I, and I and I did not like uh, the the. I didn't like the last Jedi at all. And I thought Ryan Johnson shit all over it. But, um, but this, this attempt to, to course correct made it actually worse. And I went in with absolutely no expectations and it exceeded my low expectations. It was lower <laughs> than, than, than I could, wow. could have possibly okay. imagined. It's not good. It wasn't good at all. I've only wow. seen it. One, it's the only star Wars movie. I've only seen one time. What about Force Awakens? So you like that? I I didn't. Force Awakens is like watching Star Wars. Yeah, I didn't love it, but it was okay. It's like at least after, at the end of the Force Awakens, I was like, all right, let's see where they take this. I was interested yeah. to see what came next, and then and then the Last Jedi came out. And I was like, this is this because it's garbage. a reboot. They're rebooting Star Wars for a new generation with a whole new with a roughly whole new cast, and they're setting the table to go on a new thing. But they're giving you Star Wars again. Essentially, I think that's me. Whatever. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, Hassan, did you like in uh, Force Awakens when they come back from when Han Solo died and Chewbacca walks right past Princess Leia? I didn't like anything in the Force Awakens after Han and Chewie show up in the beginning. The entire beginning of the okay, film. Didn't like that part the entire the entire <laughs> beginning of the film with uh, with Finn and Poe and them escaping from the the Star Destroyer. And running into Ray and then, you know, the Millennium Falcon chase, all that stuff is great. That's Star Wars. <laughs> the minute they ran into uh, Han Solo, they ran into Harrison Ford and Chewbacca, it started to become a nostalgia, greatest hits, you know. Don't you remember this? Don't you remember that? Don't you? And then they start rolling out this, like, the, this weak ass plot about Luke went missing. And he tried to start the new Jedi, but he was really depressed because one of them turned bad. And, and it was like, wait a minute. First of all, you got Han Solo, the non-believer, telling this story because you want him, you want to position him to be the guy who dies so that he could be the Obi-Wan Kenobi. But he's got no, 
he's got no affiliation to the mythology. In fact, he shunned yeah. the mythology through the entire genre, you know? So Bad. it was just like, all right. And then, so after that, it just, the whole movie actually started to crawl after that. Cause then we got to go to a bar and then we got to do this. And then we got to do that. You know? And I was like, Oh, give me a break. Give me a break. It was ridiculous. Not good. So that brings us to the end of part one of our special Thanksgiving uh, episode based on uh, 30 films in 30 days. Uh, the next part will be available in a day or so. Thanks to Fesleyan Music. Get your own royalty-free music at fesleyanstudios.com. Please check out our website at cinementalpod.com for all the poster images we discuss on our Down the Tube segments. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Cinemental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can always listen to new episodes at cinementalpod.com. Also, you can follow us on all major social media accounts at cinementalpod. For Asan Godwin, Latham Conger III, and myself, and our special guest, Deirdre Brooks, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the words of our friend, list maker, and heartbreaker, Truman Burbank. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.